That is LeVac and Goss. It is our NFL preview show. Um, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. I'm not here. I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. I am. I'm just toes up, chilling out, drinking something fruity. I'm. I'm getting girly drink drunk right at this second. While you're while you're watching or listening to this, I am girly drink drunk, and I mean three sheet, three lacy sheets to the wind. Girly drink drunk right now. I guarantee it. That's the safest bet we're going to give you the entire program. And depending on when you're listening to this, I may be on a dance floor in Syracuse, New York, celebrating oh. my sister's wedding. So this kind of timed up perfectly for this. And by the way, this is, you know, late August. So we wanted to do this. It's rare we're not live. But yeah, for the people who don't watch us live, this is no different for any of you. But this is the preview show, Levesque. And let's hype us up before we give our picks, right? Last year on our NFL preview show, you knocked down the Super Bowl champion. You nailed it in August. You said the LA Rams would win the Super Bowl. And by the time the confetti hit in February, you were cashing a nice ticket. The year before, in the 2021 January season, in our preview show in that August, I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs nailed the Super Bowl and cashed that future wager. So it's been a good August preview show the last two years yeah. for LeVac and Gaz. Our expectations now are higher than ever to have another good one here. And don't forget, just um, hours before we did this one, I told you Kamara Uzman was going to lose uh, to Edwards. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm feeling it. I'm on one. I'm on one. So let's go. We're hot right now. We made yeah. sure to grab microphones and say, if we're hot right now, we better start recording before something changes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm worried about is the NFC. I mean, perfectly, perfectly honest, perfectly blunt. I don't think, like, you know how they always say, like, nothing's as good or as bad in the moment as it seems? Like, the NFC looks like, like, a dead beaver carcass on the side of the freaking road right now in like the summer heat. Like it's just, it, they're not going to be that bad. It's a question of who's going to take that leap that nobody expected. So that'll be, that's going to be fun. When we get to that, but I, I want to start with the AFC <clears throat> and I want to, um, I want to, I might as well start home, right? Start with the AFC East. I mean, yeah. that's, that's where we live basically as far as it goes. Um, I, I look at this one. I know a lot of people are in love with Miami dolphins right now. And I watched the preseason matchup between the Raiders and the Dolphins. And I, I'll give it to you. Like, they got weapons, bro. Like, they got – they get. it's going to be one of those ones where whoever's the fifth or sixth wide receiver, or, like, let's say they carry four, whoever that fifth one is, he is going to be a free agent for about 32 seconds before somebody picks him up. Because they, they got weapons. They look good. They look exciting. I just don't see them – making that gigantic leap forward like everybody thinks they're going to i obviously like it's it seems like chalk but i watched the bills too i told you i wanted to see what the bills backups look like um they're pretty good <laughs> they look pretty good <laughs> denver fans are starting like in shock of how good they look so the buffalo i think it's the, the east comes down to the bills it's i if they don't win it it is a monumental fail I'm with you on the AFC East top team. It's the Buffalo Bills because the Bills, the 13th second game is now entered lore for Bills fans. Unfortunately, you're a few stops away from likely punching your ticket to the Super Bowl. You would have gotten Cincinnati in the title game. It would have been a good game, but Buffalo would have felt favored and at home in that game. So this offseason, Buffalo got better. Like credit to Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. They're a Super Bowl team and then said, all right, let's go upgrade at running back with James Cook. Let's go get Von Miller. That's crazy to think yeah. about the additions yeah. this team has made. So they're as wild as it sounds, Bills fans, better than last year's team. Gabriel Davis is younger and more, or excuse me, older and more experienced. Stephon Diggs, 
So Buffalo, I'm with you, is the team to beat. I'm glad you led with Miami, though, because Miami feels like, to me, the ultimate prove-it team in the NFL. Like, that should be the mantra for Dolphins fans. Prove it. Mike right. McDaniel, the new head coach, formerly of the Niners. He's kind of funny. He's interesting. He's eccentric. I don't like Prove him. it. I don't, you like, don't him. like it. Okay, why don't you like him? Because I'm curious if it's the same reason I get from him. His body okay. language aggravates me. He looks like that that nerd who just, who, you know, he was a dick to people, and then they beat him up, and it was like, oh, it's bullying. No, he was a dick. Like, like he got slapped because he was a dick. Like, he just, there's something about him that's just, ugh. You know what? He's perfect for Miami perfect for the, the city of miami he's gonna be standing in the court like sitting in like vip bottle service in some nightclub just being a dick some bouncer's gonna get angry and just backhand him it's gonna be great he feels more like a madden video game coach who like plays esports than an actual football coach on the sidelines right he's, he's not don shula he's not vince lombardi he's like a guy who's playing world of warcraft or Fortnite and saying how good he is at it that's what he gives the vibe off to me oh so the- so just ugh. The whole no. thing's prove it, though. Like, okay, let's yeah. find out if you're as smart as you think you are, McDaniel. Let's find out if Tua's one of the great college football throwing quarterbacks ever. Okay, let's prove it. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, you guys as good as you think you guys are? Prove it. Defense, step up and make some plays. That entire roster. And Stephen Ross, the owner. Oh, you weren't trying to throw games with Brian right. Flores, huh? Okay, right. let's prove it. That That's the whole thing for the Dolphins, which make them a difficult team to get a read on. And then you've got the Patriots and the Jets in there, too. Yeah, and, and like the, the one thing about Ross is like you know he clearly learned from the Patriots. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Um, but yeah, I, Jets aren't going to do anything this year. Patriots are kind of a wild card as they always are. Like they, I love I love their running game. Um, you know, obviously their coaching staff is weird, but you got Belichick, you got you got something. But the only the only team I I feel guaranteed to tell you is going to be in the postseason from the East right now is the Buffalo Bills. Yep, for New England, we're at a spot now for the Patriots that Belichick didn't name any coordinators. Joe Judge isn't yeah. a coordinator. My boy Matt Patricia's not a coordinator. And I know it's a preview show, so we should probably have this answer ready, but how much would anyone who's a big-time football fan struggle to name a single player on the Patriots' defense? Like, one. <laughs> McCourty's are one player on the entire yeah. defense. That's what they – you know, years ago they were the boogeyman. Now it feels like they're the ghosts because I don't know who the <laughs> hell's out there for New England. But I can't doubt Belichick because we've done this post Brady every season that the roster is not great, but they were a playoff team last year. And Mac Jones is still the quarterback. So I got to give them credit because they've won. And for the Jets, they're better, but that's a super competitive division. Just not as good right now to hang with those teams in the AFC East. Do the Jets play the Lions this year? Because if they do and Zach Wilson gets anywhere near Aiden Hutchins' mom, it's going to be a problem. (laughs) It is going to be an issue. He's got that dog in him, Zach Wilson. Uh, I was like, I was watching, I was watching Hard Knocks, and I just his, you know, Aiden Hutchins' mom is, she's a smoke show. She's, you know, if that's when they put MILF in the dictionary, it's a picture of Hutchinson's mom, and I mean that with all due respect, sir. Um, I just like, I'm just sitting there. I looked, I looked around, and I'm like, some, where's Zach Wilson right now? But knee issue, my ass. He's sneaking up on 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 the beautiful, lovely Mrs. Hutchinson. That's what's happening right now. His sisters aren't bad looking either. Oh my god, his sisters! I mean, that whole family. Like Jesus, like you know, like uh, you look at the Levac gene pool and then the Hutchinson gene pool, and it's not fair. It's just not right. Again, aliens come down. Like, no, you guys aren't the same thing. No, they're not. You're different creatures. One of you is one of you is mixed with a baboon's asshole, and the other one is just perfection. Like, I no, no, sorry, not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. 
right. <laughs> Speaking of baboons, assholes, uh, let's go to the AC North. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got a weird one on this one, guys. Ooh, I think the Browns still win the North. Whoa, the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns win the North. I think their defense is insanely good. They're used to playing without a quarterback, don't aren't they, Baker? Um, I, I think that they're going to be just fine until they get Watson back, and then I think they they'll do enough. They'll win like you know the last week of the season. They'll end up winning, and and they'll they'll win the AFC North. I'm not sold on the Steelers. Who's their quarterback? Um, I'm, the Ravens are always good, but I, I think the Browns just have way more talent. And then I expect a swoon from Cincinnati. I mean, you know. No one thought they'd be there last year. The team that loses the Super Bowl almost always swoons. I, I think the Browns go ahead and take the AFC North. So Cleveland now, and I know the headlines of the summer are not going to match this way I'm labeling them. They become the boring Browns. And I, I look, people are like, they're not boring guys. Deshaun Watson's right. going to talk of the whole summer. I'm not talking so much about that. I'm talking about the actual roster construction of from the days of Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt, who by the time you listen to this may not be on the Cleveland Brown roster. It is not the same team that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated for the previews and people talked about as a Super Bowl team. They got boring fast because those big names left. The defense with Miles Garrett, you want to make a play for a bet this season and push him as the defensive player of the year? He might be the best player. Him and Aaron Donald won two every single season. The problem is, is that for Cleveland, is the quarterback position good enough for 11 games? Jacoby, the guy, right? Brissette, who we've mm -hmm. talked about a bunch, probably collegiate. more than any, right? That's, he's not collegiate. That's right. He's not collegiate. Is him as the starter for 11 games good enough for them to compete in the AFC North? Because they could have kept Baker, and Baker just wasn't going to show up. The Watson, then they made a move for, but why didn't they go make a move for Garoppolo or somebody else who wouldn't have been suspended? That's the biggest question for Cleveland is – after 11 games, or were they five and six, eight and three? Well, Is Nick Shell the star of the team? Look at the 11, though. Look at the 11. So you start at Carolina, probably against Baker. <laughs> That's a winnable game. Yeah. Then you host the Jets. Then you host the Steelers. Those are both winnable. Then you're at the Falcons. That's winnable. Chargers are going to beat your ass. Patriots is a fun game to see who you are. At Ravens, Bengals, at Dolphins, at Bills, and then, and then home for the Bucs. Yeah, you can get six wins out of that. You go six and five through that, and you're on your way. It's possible. It definitely is. And you know what? If Cleveland is seven and four, hell, even eight and three, Kevin Stefanski's got the best yeah. beard in the NFL. My God, that beard is just beautiful, <laughs> man. It's God, got a, oh, my God. It's got like the salt and pepper in there. And it's Chuck like, Norris called him and said, how'd you grow that beard? <laughs> if I had a power rankings for beards, Kevin Stefanski, I hope when I'm his age, I have a beard like that. That's all on him. Isn't it he, shows. Go he's ahead. Young, right? He's only what? Yes. He's how old? He's not that much older than you, is he? No, he's in, he's into those early forty years. He's so much better than the old coach who used to look Freddie Kitchens. It's like, like oh, night hey, and day. Hey, whoa, whoa, your guy, your boy, man. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Pittsburgh too when we were talking about the Browns here. Man, like credit to Mike Tomlin again. I feel like Mike Tomlin is becoming a better coach every single season. When he's I find only 40, out forty, dude. Stefanski okay yeah so yeah there you go uh, Mike Tomlin feels like he's a better coach every year when we find out more about Antonio Brown <laughs> like the more I hear I'm like good god Tomlin you're amazing yeah uh, I know he did a, a hit with the pivot podcast with Ryan Clark and Janine Crowder and Fred Taylor where he's just the man like did guys, you already did you already did in Pittsburgh like he's driving yeah. along he sees these kids fighting 
breaks it up, talks to him for a while, and then invites them all to practice. Yes. I mean, come on. And they're, they're working out with, with Najee Harris. Like, you know, they're going to they make TV shows about guys like that. We don't believe they're true. He straight did it. And Kenny yeah. Pickett's going to maybe be the quarterback. I know Trubisky's having a really good camp, so I wouldn't be shocked if – and you mentioned this way back, what, like May, Levesque, that Trubisky you thought could have a really good season and yeah. he's playing really well in camp. Najee's going to be a captain after year two, likely. Uh, Pickens, the receiver from Georgia. But they're just super young, like super talented, really good. But Pittsburgh's like three years away from being a Super Bowl contender. It just seems way too quick. I would pick Pittsburgh, by the way, to finish last this year in the AFC North. I would have it go like this. I would have Pittsburgh fourth, Cleveland fighting for a playoff spot at three, and I'd have Cincinnati two and Baltimore one. Because those two teams, Cincinnati and Baltimore, are still really, really good going into this season. I, I do like Baltimore. Um, and again, I think the, the, the Lamar Jackson thing gets figured out, whatever. And I think um, uh, Rashad Bateman is going to be you know, somebody you're going to want to have on all your fantasy teams, regardless of what else is going on there. I, I'll, I'll give the Ravens a wild card. I just don't – I just there's just enough question marks there. When you're like – you know, but that you know, when you got Tucker, you know you're guaranteed at least three points every every drive, no matter where you are. Oh, we're on the the, the opposite two. Ah, he'll hit it. Um, but I, I just there's something about this Browns team. I think I think you're gonna see your your boy Stavansky, Mr. Beard, use this to rally the guys that are there. Like, oh, they think you guys can't win because he's not here yet. Well, that's bull crap. Let's go win a bunch of football games with our running game and solid defense and and everything else. I'm getting text messages about Dana White right now. Yeah, right. My phone's blown up as, as well during this uh this taping too. Uh, for Cincinnati, I love Joe Burrow as a player. He is legit. Him and Lamar Jackson, if I had to pick favorite players now that Hobart's own Ali Marpet is out of the league, those are my favorite players as somebody in their you know 32nd year of life. The Joe Burrow cigar thing after victories and the swagger. I love rooting for Joe Burrow. Awesome player. My favorite stat of this entire summer involves Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow statistically. 47, 47% of his stats from last season came in three games. Three games! So he got kind of hided by the success of yeah. uh, Cincinnati in the postseason plus those three games. So, yes, yeah, well, he, he got destroyed. They're brand new offensive line stuff, but still. Yeah. So, look, the Bengals are no longer the Bungles. They had a lead in the Super Bowl. So they could still be in contention. I feel like them in New England, when we get closer to our postseason picks later on in this, we're going to be battling for that final spot in December. There's a December game that could decide that. I love Baltimore this year. Okay. The draft right. they had with the third round with Harbaugh. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. I get a quarterback as an MVP in a contract season. The offense is actually healthy. We'll get back to the Ravens later, but that team in 2022, there is a lot to love about the Ravens. They're my pick to win the North, and I'll be talking more about them later on in this podcast, let's just say. All right. I like it. Uh, moving down to the South. Man, this one, I, I have trouble with the South. I, I really, really do. Um, <laughs> you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to take Jacksonville. Whoa! I'm going to take the Jags. I, I, I just... I think Peterson's a difference maker. I think they've got every bit of talent you could want. I think uh, Travis Etienne is going to be back, and he's going to have a monster year because he got a chip on his little shoulder. Um, Trevor Lawrence has a chip on his shoulder. Like They've got the talent. They've got the pieces. They've been drafting towards the top of the draft for years, and now they've got a leader and head coach that actually knows how to get things done 
And I just I'm just not sold on the other teams in the AFC South. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jags. They get a little worse to first action for you. If you're picking Jacksonville to win the AFC South, that would have to be your play for the over under win total as well, too, right? So Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I believe, is right around like six and a half, five and a half. So you're not gonna win the division with that. So that sounds like you're gonna absolutely hammer the over for Jacksonville wins this season. I mean, you got you got to hit it. The only thing is, I keep thinking about what um, you know the rogue handicapper himself, Harborside Hal Wafer, used to tell us. Like when you bet those kind of futures, your money's tied up for the entire year. Yeah. So it's like to put enough money on it that it's worth cashing that ticket later is it makes it interesting. But yeah, no, I definitely think they win. The wins, I think, is an easy one. The going out on a limb a little bit to say they're going to go ahead and win that division, but you know, Matty Ice he used to be Matty Ice because he was cool. Now he's Matty Ice because his career's dead. Like you know, now so like <laughs> he's on ice. Believe, right. So I'm supposed to believe that that's gonna that he's that much better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was terrible, yeah, but but like the same person who tells you, oh look at Carson Wentz makes the Commanders so much better, but Matt Ryan makes the Colts better, and it's like, well, hold up, let's see. I mean, I just not I'm not I'm not in on that. And then I just never believe in the Titans. I just think the Titans are all smoke and mirrors and. And now, you know, you, you got the rookie QB coming in to, to, to you know, shake everything up. But, no, uh, just is a, a team in turmoil. And any chance I can go against uh, Ryan Turtahill, I'm in. <laughs> uh, I wish I could believe in Jacksonville as much as you do. I have Jacksonville third. I still have Houston fourth. Houston, uh, as bad as they were last year, could they have actually gotten worse? I know a lot of people love Davis Mills, and Davis Mills had a really good rookie season. Davis Mills is somehow, it's wild to think about this, is one of the most polarizing is he good or does he suck quarterbacks now? Is he ET? How big is his neck? Is it yeah. illegal? That's another team you struggle about. Actual players on their roster of who is left. I know they have the Capital Region connection with Devin Singletary Jr., his father, of course, former Albany Firebird. So there's sure some local connections and people rooting for the Texans, but they've got a ways to go to. You mentioned the Colts. Your take on Matt Ryan is spot on. He is bad. Like, this is Ben Roethlisberger. This is Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, at the tail ends of their career, where it fell off fast. Where you'd watch some of those guys be like, "Oh my God, he can't throw." Peyton Manning, right. like right. They just, he just cannot throw anymore. But I'm also taking the Colts to win the AFC South, <laughs> and I think the Colts are one of my teams that I want to play the over win total. What on pick do you we, have in our draft for the Godzilla Media? Yeah, number one. Yeah, so Jonathan Taylor's going number one, everyone. Let me save you, let me save you some drama on draft night. Jonathan Taylor's going number one to the guy who set the order who has the top overall pick. Yeah. How much does go. that have an influence now on me loving the Colts, by the way? Because Jonathan Taylor has to be good for, for my fantasy team to look at. But hasn't hasn't every year that you've ever had the number one, haven't you taken a running back and haven't they blown up in your face? Shh, quiet over there. David Isn't it Johnson, true, Christian McCaffrey, yes. Yeah. <laughs> three for three. Yeah, so hey, Colts fans, true. hey, uh, hey, hey, Taylor, it's that guy's fault. <laughs> Here's what the Colts schedule looks like, Taylor. Hopefully, if Jonathan Taylor still played at this point and the guy's curse isn't real, Texans, Jaguars, Chiefs, Titans, Broncos, Jags again, Titans again, Commanders, Patriots. That could be six and three, seven and two. That's not a bad setup for Indianapolis. Just hand the football off a little bit. That's a soft uh, mashed potato schedule for Frank Wright. <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr., not Michael Pittman Sr., who Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former running back. I love the Colts. So I guess my math now adds up that the Colts, 
Titans, Jags, and Texans. And the Titans, you mentioned it, right? Like, this is a hard team again. They were the yeah. best team in the AFC. Best team in the AFC record-wise last season. They lose A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry's a monster, but he got hurt, and he's getting close to 30. Is it the same Derrick Henry in 2022? I have more questions about Tennessee than any of the previous wow. playoff teams from last season. And you've already said Turtahill is Turtahill. I hate him so much. Now, if, if Turtahill loses a starting job, I might reconsider. Because that, uh, that, that that rookie QB there, is it Willis? Yeah. What you talk about, Willis? Um, I, I physically I like watching him play. He looks, he looks like a stockier McNair out there. Like he just he has that look to him. He's a big dude who can move and throw the football. Ooh, let's play this game. Who would you rather have of these three quarterbacks? Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Sam Darnold? Because all three could potentially be a Titan, right? If like Tennessee doesn't like how Tannehill's wow. playing. Um, maybe they're all the same because I saw I Willis against I'd, go, I'd probably go Darnold. Okay. Well, because if you're going just pure skill, it's probably Garoppolo. But now you're hearing more and more that he just doesn't give a shit. Like, he doesn't care at all. Like, he's the new Jay Cutler. Um, I just can't stand Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a team obliterator. I think he's the kind of guy that people hate but just don't talk about it because it's the right thing to do. Um, and Sam Darnold, at least I know he's going to give me his effort. You know, and I still don't know if he's ever been in the right situation. The thing with Malik Willis, he's so skilled. He had a bad final year in college, and he didn't look good against the Bucs in his first NFL game. But if he can figure it out, like you said, Levesque, if he can be a better teammate than Tannehill and hand off the ball to Derrick Henry and just move the change, kind of like a younger Marcus Mariota when he was better, that's good enough. That's actually better for the Titans. Yeah. Bluntly honest about that Tennessee team. Yeah. Have you seen Joe Fortenball's new look? Does he have the mustache? The mustache and the weird, like, collarless shirts. <laughs> it's like he said, you know what? I just give me a sleazy card dealer mixed with pedophile, and then I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> like, weird. It's just a weird choice. It's a weird, we, weird choice. He looks, like, for- he looks like a lower level boss in a video game. I feel like Fortinball is going for a. I know I'm the Vegas guy. I got to get a little sleazier when people come yeah. see us in Vegas. They really believe like this guy knows stuff that I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. I don't know how that you walk in and you say, hey, you know the third guy you beat in Grand Theft Auto? Give me that. <laughs> don't put me up to the big boss because that guy's really weird looking or the lower boss because he's he wears muscle tees. Give me the third boss. Give me, I mean, make me smiling Joe Fortenbaugh. That'll be, that's what that'll work. <laughs> that'll be my day. Yeah. <laughs> We've got your favorite division here, LeVac, the AFC West. Oh, what a beating. This is going to be like the, so either three plus teams will be in the playoffs from the AFC West or they'll all kill each other and, and one will limp in. Um, <laughs> I like that theory. I, I've been all over on this one and I, I, I tried. I try not to look at it as a homer, but then I start looking at these teams. And and if I'm being if I'm being real, the Chiefs are still amazingly good, but they didn't get better. I don't love their wide receiver core. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is going to have his chance to really, really prove he's the best this year because I just don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is a one. I don't think uh, Van de Scanley, I don't think any of the guys they've got who are allegedly ones or masquerading as ones are ones. Um, so – but I, I still think they're probably the best team because they've got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, the I think the Broncos are fool's gold. I think everybody looks at the Broncos and they see those wide receivers 
and they see, you know, Russell Wilson, they're like, oh, it's, here we go again. And no, it's just Russell. I think Russell Wilson is, is done. I think he's old Russell Wilson, not the Russell Wilson of old at this point. And I look at the Raiders, and I just think they did everything everybody else did in this division. You added a second pass rusher. You did all those things. I think they did it better than everyone else. I'm between the Raiders and the Chargers to win the West. If the Chargers could do it. I could see them do it. But I think their coach is such an idiot that I think the Raiders will end up winning the AFC West. So give me the Raiders. You and I are not too far off on this division play. And I will burn you with the hottest take of this Ooh, NFL girl, Somebody give me some oven mitts. It's getting toasty. This is my hottest take of our NFL preview. The Kansas City Chiefs are not going to make the playoffs this season. Oh, and that's scary. That's they a scary are not one. a playoff team. So the number for our pals over at DraftKings is 10 and a half. 10 and a half yeah. on a 17-game season. By the way, Kansas City has been to the AFC title game five years in a row. That stat alone is pretty impressive in any era of the NFL to go to five straight AFC title games, a few Super Bowls in there too, appearances, one against the Bucs and one against the Niners. But you want to talk about a schedule. Listen to Kansas City's first two months. Arizona, playoff team last season. Chargers, playoff team last season. The Colts, who I think is the most underrated team in the NFL this year. The Buccaneers, the Raiders, the Bills, the Niners, the Titans, the Jags, the Chargers. The Rams, the Bengals. Are you kidding me? Like, that is 13 games that I think they just quickly went through. It might be 12. 13 games where you hear that schedule. What is that? Five and five? Four and six? If you get out of that with seven wins, you're going to win the Super Bowl. Because those are the best teams in the NFL I just rattled off. Ten and a half is the number. And with, you mentioned the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, we'll start with your Raiders first. Again, another team who got better this offseason. The Devontae Adams hit with Carr and a new head coach and everything Taylor you Jones. want out of the right, like everything you want out of the Raiders and a team that made the playoffs last season. They're in a great spot. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, who's underrated, everything you and they add on their defense, Khalil, Khalil Max playing yeah. for the Chargers. That scares me a little. I'm not gonna lie. The thing with Denver and, and Central New York fans know this, Nathaniel Hackett's the head coach, the former offensive coordinator at Syracuse under Doug Marone. I mean, you go from an OC who got fired in Buffalo to the head coach at Denver within less than a five-year span. I'm hey, not ready to buy that. So, I just want to I just, I want to yeah. tell the nerds to put their keyboards down. You said uh, Chargers were a playoff team. Almost. Almost. Thank Almost, you. That's right. <laughs> Almost. That's high didn't happen. You're right. <laughs> no, that's their own damn fault. Masaki was going to do it. He was going to let him have it, but he didn't. They, they pissed him off. So because of the math, back to the nerds, right? Because of the math and how often the AFC West is going to beat up each other, the win totals in this division are not going to be high. So you're going to likely get an AFC West team as a wild card spot with a low seed against a bad division winner. So that's the benefit for a Raider Charger fan. So I would say the Raiders also win the AFC West. The Chargers do get in, and the Chiefs and Broncos miss the playoffs this season. Um, I have I have the Chiefs and Chargers grabbing wild card spots. I do because I think you're gonna have three come out of the West. I just I think the Broncos are a joke. I really I think I think the Broncos are gonna be what Seattle has been in recent history, where like the first six to eight games you're like, oh these guys are good. They got the crap together. Let's go. And then one ball bounces the wrong way, and all of a sudden they're just, and they're done. 
So I, I don't I don't see that. So but I, I do have the Chiefs and the Chargers grabbing playoffs. I just I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid guarantees you postseason play. I just I feel like having those two guys and then everything else falls into place. I can't wait to listen to back in this in January and just have the flames against you. Or, you know, Kansas City's gonna go eight and two and Chief fan. Our <laughs> fat, Matt Verderam's gonna slow, you know, kill me about this take. Oh, Chiefs fans, sorry. I'm ready. I'm ready, Chiefs fans. You're missing the playoffs at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z on Twitter. I hope you're right. I hate, I'm so sick of seeing the condiments in the postseason, but I'm, uh, you know, I just can't see it. I just can't. I can't, man. The drive to the NFL and the college football season and the football season to the tailgates and more, we hope that when you head into the fall, you're driving a new ride from Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet. Yeah, buddy. They always go out of the way to please you. Shout out to everybody, man, from Greg Johnson over to Mohawk Honda in Glentonville to Andy Gelcher over to Mohawk Chevy in Malta. Those guys are helping you get that new vehicle. Still, as we hit here, end of August, early September, the supply chain in 2022 has been something we've never seen before. And we're getting notes from our friends and people who have worked the Mohawk. I said, wait, we're trading back our vehicle and I'm getting back the same thing I bought that price years ago for it. And I get a new vehicle. All those things can happen for you right now. And Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet, wherever you're going, wherever you're listening across Upstate New York, trust us. Levac and I know from experience, we both got great vehicles. Thanks to our friends over at Mohawk. Have that same bragging right for yourself or a family member. And it's people that you can trust during the car buying experience. How important is that that you want to make sure you get the best deal? We know from experience. Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Chevy, be a part of the Mohawk family. At the end of the summer, into the fall, they always go out of their way to please you. That is absolutely true. My truck is perfect for tailgating. Like, perfect, like, yeah, it is. I may change the way we do things at the Empire just so I can tailgate my truck more often. I may have Ooh. to. Like, I may have to. Uh, all right. So do you want to do... Do you want to do the NFC now, or do you want to go ahead and do who we think is going to win the AFC? I say we do the NFC now. All right. So NFC East, I this is one where I'm seeing a lot. Like, like I feel like the Eagles and the Dolphins are the same team in the media right now. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is they're going to make this gigantic leap forward. They're going to this, 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 and everybody wants to tell you like, like the difference with the East is like, yes, the Patriots are finally not going to win the East. Okay, great, we know that. Bills are, are the team. You want to root against the Cowboys? They're just still the best team. They're so good that McCarthy can't screw them up. That's how good the Cowboys are. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I, Giants aren't there yet. Uh, you know, the commanders are so far from there. Like, that defense could put them there. But the way that defense played last year, that's a night and day transition again. I, I don't see it. Give me the Cowboys. They just get it done, I think. I love that you started with Philadelphia. The comparison you had to Miami is really good. I'll even take it a step further. That Philadelphia comparison feels more like to me for Tampa back when they brought in Brady and Gronk and made all those moves because they looked at that roster and said, because Dana what White a- sucks. <laughs> do we want to talk about that? Let's squeeze that in right here because we didn't do it for the Raiders. The story that came out from UFC 278 that Dana White wanted to make a move for Gronk and brady to vegas he did like he negotiated the deal allegedly so like (laughs) the reason i don't believe it is who the who the fuck are you like who are you dana white you're not an owner of the raiders you're not an owner of, of new england you're not an agent like i i think i think what we're dealing with here is a super fan who thought he could help who started talking. He's like, he met Mark Davis. He went, Hey, you know, I know Brady. And Davis, Oh, it's awesome, man. It's cool. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to, 
as soon as we're allowed to, we're going to go ahead and have some conversation with him. I'll start it off. And he starts talking. Hey, Brady, you want to come? Yeah, sure. I'll go to Vegas. Vegas sounds cool. Uh, yeah, you, you bring Gronk with you? Right, sure, Gronk will go where I go. Yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. Hey, Mark, I, I got it. It's done. It's a done deal. I got it. It's all done, Mark. Meanwhile, Mark Davis is over here with John Gruden going, who let Dana White in again? Like, are we are we having fights at, at, at Allegiant tonight? Why does Dana White keep popping in here? Doesn't he have a hair appointment he can go to? And they just go about their business and forget all about it. And they stop answering when he calls. You know, he starts starting to message him on Facebook. They're like, dude, who, somebody tell Dana White he's not an agent. And and then they continue to do the things they're doing. And the next thing you know, Dana White has has infiltrated the other side so much that Don Yee calls on behalf of Brady and goes, all right, we're ready to come to Vegas. We already, we're looking at houses. And the Raiders like, whoa, we got Derek Carr. Who, do, who the fuck told you we were interested? What are you talking about? And then Brady goes on the freaking barbershop show. And it's like, are they going to keep this mother effer? And it, it's Derek Carr he's talking about the entire time. Because he thought he had a deal because Dana White said he had a deal. Dana White can't keep John Jones, Conor McGregor, and other top fighters in the UFC. But he's going to negotiate a new quarterback and tight end for the Raiders. Dana White is out of his ever-loving mind. Don't do drugs, kids. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It's so weird that came together because some people thought it was Ryan Fitzpatrick like a month ago. And it definitely seems like it's Derek Carr now. That that whole thing comes together. Yeah. To Dana White, this is what happens when you have too much money and too much power. Like, you just assume, like, I'll just make it happen. Why would I not? Yeah. I have other things in my life that I can do like this. Of course this will happen. Oh, man, I had it done. Like, that's not right. I saved always the day. realistic. No. Right. But it's like, you know, and I guarantee, like, the Raiders looked at it. They were like, all right, you know, what would it take? Okay, we got to give up this, this, and this. And Gruden looked over, and he's like, you know, I, I like car. I like what I have. I don't want to give up everything I've got for a one-year win I'm, I'm a 10-year coach I got seven years left or whatever I don't I don't want to throw away the future for a quarterback who's almost as old as I am and you know and great probably would have won maybe not maybe they weren't ready I don't know Henry Ruggs is still gonna be a moron all those things are still gonna happen you know Gruden's still gonna get kicked out eventually <laughs> but like it's just like the whole thing with Dana White and to say it in front of the Gronkowskis and then for for Rob Gronkowski to come up, oh, yeah, no, that all happened. Again, I think he started meddling, but he didn't have the power to meddle. It's like when your neighbor starts talking, oh, yeah, you know, I know the perfect person to start mowing your lawn while you're out mowing your lawn. You're like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'll mow my lawn. No, I'll get you his card. Okay, cool. I'll take his card. Your wife comes out. What, what's going on? Oh, John wants to give me a, a card for a guy to do our lawn. We don't need anybody to mow our lawn. I know, but it's John. Just let him go. Next thing you know, the guy's pulling up in front of your house with his gear. It's like, wait, what are you doing here? Oh, John said I was gonna start mowing your lawn this week. Well, John doesn't pay my bills. Like, you know, like it's that's who Dana White is. Yeah, and you know what? I thought I was doing a good job mowing the lawn. Like Derek Carr, right, like, I don't I don't suck. What Meanwhile, John's year. pulling away. John's pulling away going, this motherfucker thinks he can mow his own lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Derek Carr has a great year. Fantasy oh, yeah. wise, winning oh, wise, yeah. MVP count. That guy deserves it, man. Like he's so good, so under. And I don't know what your Raider Nation has to do to embrace him. I don't, win a Super. The guy gets so much unwarranted hate from the Raider fans, and maybe even nationally now at times, where it's like, dude, enough. The guy's really good, and he might have a great season this year. Pace Raider fan is a weird breed. Man. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like we, we don't like. I every time I go to a game in another stadium, I spend like the first 15 minutes. I'm not one of the ones that's gonna try and fight you over anything. I'm a, no, I'm I'm one of the good ones. No, it's okay. I just came to watch a game. 
No, I just would, can I buy you a beer? No, you think I'm gonna hit you with a beer? Okay, no. Like it's, <laughs> Raider fan is a weird breed. I want you to one day show up to a game with like the face paint, the silver and black, and then just okay. do the same. No, no, no. I'm normal. I'm okay. I, yeah. I don't know who put this paint on my face. Spike, I swear. Like shoulder pads. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, back to the NFC East. You talked about Dallas. Oh, you're going to love this take from me because you've been screaming this and finally you've infiltrated my Gazi bear brain. Mike McCarthy stinks. He's, He's terrible. He's my God. The last three years, I've just been so high on Dallas because why not? Right? Like you've got the good defense, improved defense in comparison yeah. to what they were in the mid 2010s. You've got a young quarterback who always puts up good numbers, a really strong running back, good wide. They were such a balanced team for the last few seasons. But now we've hit 2022 and the stars and scrubs theory of how Dallas built their roster is finally going to bite them this season because all those guys they consider to be stars are all older. They're moving out of their prime. Zeke's contract is set up in a way which it's more than likely he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And that's how Dallas set it up. So either you're going to get pissed off Zeke who plays great or it's that's it. I mean, that's year eight in the league for Dak and Zeke and makes us all feel old. So Dallas isn't the team it should have been the last three years. And you can blame Jerry Jones. You can blame McCarthy. You got a lot to blame to go around in, in Texas for that. Uh, Washington and New York. Feels like the same team, but just with a little different coaching staff. Washington comes down to Carson Wentz. Simple and easy as that. Like you've got a solid defense, really good defensive line. Best arguably in the NFL. But is Carson Wentz a better move? Like you, you can't call Ryan Fitzpatrick and be like, can you just unretire and think about playing for us again? Like, we don't know if we really call Dana White. He'll get him. <laughs> call Dana White. That's right. Get him. So Washington's offense with Terry McLaurin and running backs and like, they're not terrible, but the quarterback position can cost them games And New York. They've sucked for a while. And I don't know how the giants suck less this year. Brian Dayball might be a fine coach. The wide receivers haven't produced Saquon. His future is, questionable i thought the draft was fine but they had some young guys who are gonna have to play quick new york's not good enough they're bad and they might be in contention for the number one pick they're that bad uh yeah dallas washington so philadelphia to me wins this division i love what the eagles did this past offseason it feels like the bucks because it's hey jalen hurts can't throw and he really can't when you look at his stats my god they were bad i did not realize that before prepping for the show how bad this hurts throwing stats all right aj brown all right we're better hey yeah. our defensive line needs an upgrade Let's get the big kid from Georgia, Jordan Davis. Okay. Like Philadelphia addressed every hole they needed. Is Sirianni the guy? We'll see, but I really like the Eagles. I love the Eagles out of the NFC East, and I got a little surprise about Philadelphia coming up later on as well. I think they could right. – I'll say it right now. I think the Eagles could finish with the most wins in the regular season, the NFC, wow. because of how bad the division is. Wow. All right. I'm definitely not going there. Uh, all right, so down to the north. Man, I went back and forth. Like, if you look at it, like, I scribbled out one, wrote the other. Scribbled out one, wrote the other. Scribbled out, scribbled out, scribbled <sighs> I don't know how to do this. Like, I'm I'm between Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. No! Look to win the, the NFC North. Wait a second. You, five years, six years, you've been clobbering, clotheslining, stone-cold stunnering Kirk Ooh. Cousins. And now you're yeah. sick to your stuff. What has changed your mind about the 2022 version of your dear, dear friend, Kirk Cousins? I Well, it's just, I think he's going to put good numbers up. Yeah. And I think they're going to be a better team because I think they have a ton of talent. And I think, 
Detroit's not ready. Chicago's not ready. So it's between Minnesota and Green Bay. And I just, I can't help but, I, I can't, I can't help but think he can do enough with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Like they just have so much talent that Minnesota goes ahead and wins the North. I, but it's hard to, I'm still waffling. You know what? Green Bay wins the North. Green, the, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, R E L A X, because Aaron Rodgers, not, and, and, Kirk Cousins will get a get a, a wild card because he's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has become the trendy, sexy pick in the summer oh of 2022 yeah. of fantasy football. Like you had it. There's something statistically about Kirk Cousins and and Chet Davis. Thirty some on home runs. Uh, home runs. Touchdown. I looked up and saw the Yankees losing. That's why I said home <laughs> runs, uh, touchdowns. Uh, we talk fantasy. Said this stat about Kirk Cousins, which seems like a long time ago. In his final few years in Washington, fantasy football wise, he had a sixth place, a sixth place, and an eighth place finish at the end of the year. Fantasy football stats wise, he might get there again. I would say he would. I could see him being a. Well, somebody's got to throw the ball to Jefferson. And Jefferson had this quote this preseason that was a great quote. Kevin O'Connell's the new head coach, the former OC for the Rams from the day last season. He said, the thing I studied this offseason is how the hell Cooper Cup got so wide open. Cooper Cup's a really good player, but there are some plays yeah. where he's got a ton of space. Jefferson goes, oh, I figured it out. I thought to myself, oh, my God. yeah, You're telling me you're going to get Justin Jefferson wide open in this offense? Yeah. He could have MVP-like conversation numbers if Minnesota's good. So I'm with you, too. It's Minnesota and Green Bay back and forth. Can Minnesota's offense get that good that fast with Cousins? And the thing with Green Bay, so we've done this for what? Another 10 or 15 years where Green Bay loses a big-time target from Jordy Nelson to Jermichael Finley, who you and I have talked to before, to now Devontae Adams. We've done this thing of Rodgers lost a target. Who's going right. to step up? I'm done doubting them. Like Alan Lazard, big bad Bob Tanyan, mm -hmm. Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Rodgers has proved people wrong time in and time out again. So I would take Green Bay to win the division, Minnesota to win the wild card or come out as a wild card team. But when it gets to the postseason, and this is going to sound like I'm saying two things at once, but I think you know what I mean by this. I would trust Minnesota more in the postseason than I would trust Green Bay in the postseason because of their style, the roster, and how it's set up. So if Especially I like, if, if Dalvin Cook's healthy. Exactly right. If it's wild card weekend, I could see Green Bay getting upset in the playoffs again, but Minnesota making a deep run like they did the year with the Minnesota Miracle and digs to the NFC title game. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I just, there's, it hurts though, because I think Minnesota is going to be better. I, I definitely think they're going to be better. I just don't think, they, I, I just don't think they've leapfrogged them yet. You know, it's just, oh, it's just, I want, I want Detroit to be good. I like Dan Campbell. They're just, yeah. Jared, Goff I think they'll flirt with the wild card until, like week 10 or 12 or something like yep. that. Like they'll, they'll be in it longer this year than they were last year, but they're just, I mean, you, you start playing games between coaching staffs, that coaching staff's going to win every game. There isn't another coaching staff in the league that can beat them. There's more pro bowls in their coaching staff than they'll probably ever be on their current roster. So, <laughs> right. but, but no, I'm there. And Chicago, the bears, you are on the clock. That's my yeah. pick. The worst team in the NFL in 2022. The Chicago really? Bears will have the number one pick, and they're taking either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. That Bear roster, oh, my God, it's yeah. terrible. From the wide receivers to the team. I look at I'm like, you can't be putting these guys on the field. Justin no. Fields is going to get killed. So that's the worst no. team in the NFL, Bears. You know fans. the stars and scrubs that Dallas does? 
They tried it. They just didn't find any stars. It's pretty bad. Real <laughs> Somewhere Smith I- is like, all right, I'll come help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Over under. John Danielle Miller lights at the hideaway or wins for the Chicago Bears. Oh, Each I mean, week- even if they could go undefeated and John Danielle still my pick. Dude's a booze hound. All right, on to the uh, on to the south. This is I went back and forth on this one. I think it's your box. What? I, I think okay. your box are going to go ahead and take it down. But I think there is a team that is going to step out of the shadows and 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 rival them. And I think that team is the New Orleans Saints. Whoa. And if the New Orleans Saints, because I know Dennis Allen's a hell of a coach. Dennis Allen can coach, so I like them a lot. I just think Jameis Winston. Your quarterback situation is not it's not good, but I think it'll be enough to push the Bucks. But people talking about the Bucks not having what it takes to to win, I think you're out of your freaking mind. Um, Brady's got another year in him, especially now that he's just doing whatever he wants. You know, it's just like, hey, it's uh, you know, we're doing we're training camp. Nah, guys, uh, Tom's gonna be back. He has a personal issue. What's the personal issue? He personally does not want to be here. Um, so we're going to go ahead and see him when it, when it, when it matters. Uh, we're, he knows more about football than we do. So we're just gonna let it go. But yeah, I think the Bucks will win the South, but I think the Saints are going to rival him. Have you heard the mass singer theory about Tom Brady? That he's on the mass singer. Yes. If that's the, re- the case, give me the Saints. <laughs> Wait a second. I thought you in Boston, Dan, love the mass singer. Love it. Love it. Love it. But if you prioritize putting a, um, you know, a fuzzy helmet on and, and showing the world you can sing over making sure your team is ready and that Leonard Fournette's not fatter than I am, you're not going to win your division. <laughs> the rumor, according to Reddit, is that the filming is taking place right now. Gronk's been on it, Antonio Brown's been on it, and Brady has a, we'll call it a futures deal with Fox that eventually when he calls it a career, he's going to do broadcast. It's at all work. And obviously he can't say he's on the show or it ruins the show. Right. So that's the, Can you imagine the that negotiation. Theory. Tommy, we really want you to come back. Yeah, it's cool. I'll come back, but okay. I need to miss training camp. Oh, is your mother sick again? No, mom's great. Oh, is it, you know, something prior engagement? Yeah. What is prior engagement? Can't tell you, but I can sing it to you. Put some mask on. Yeah. <laughs> He's get, they're gonna make him like some kind of eagle or something, right? Like they're gonna, it's gotta, he's not gonna get like a monster. He'll be like Captain America or something like that. Yeah, Whatever you have rights like to, that. some of the flag, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tampa's Tampa's the pick here for me as well. I'm not saying that it's because that's my squad. The NFC South. This is one last ride for the Buccaneers. They're set to go. The two biggest questions I have for the Buccaneers though are no Bruce Arians. And Todd Bowles is taking back over, and I'm not as confident maybe that other people are about Bowles. And I know he's been a really good coordinator, but Bruce Arians is that dude. I hope he comes off the beach and just puts down the scotch and takes over in week five if things are going poorly. So that's my question. An offensive line, man. That Jensen injury hurts. I mentioned Marpet earlier. Werfs is scheduled to play, but he got hurt in training camp. You're giving me a 45-year-old quarterback with a banged-up offensive line and a fat running back? That's not good. That's that's bad. Really, really bad. But that, but that 45-year-old quarterback gets rid of the ball faster than anybody else in the league. Thank God. Which makes it, which <laughs> makes that banged-up offensive line and fat running back look a little bit better. Yes. So that makes me sleep well at night and not sweat. I can feel myself sweating talking about the Bucks right now. Yeah, you're an awkward human. You sweat a lot. All right. <laughs> wait, wait. The Saints real quick. Michael Thomas is the thing. If Michael yeah. Thomas is Michael Thomas from the last, I mean, he sucked the last two years, hasn't played, got hurt. If Michael Thomas can do what you just said about New Orleans and Chris Olave from Ohio State, who you and I saw at the hideaway, yeah. Carolina, 
I like pissed off Baker. Don't sleep on the Panthers, though. Like, mm. if you get a pissed off Baker, I like that. In Atlanta, uh, that's uh, I don't know what's going on. Atlanta you got wide receivers playing nice running back. Pick. Yeah, you got backup quarterbacks as your starters. You got a bunch of. I don't think they know the rules of football at the Falcons. You're uh, you, luckily the your head coach's dad can have some nice things delivered to you since he owns FedEx. So he'll, get, he'll deliver you that first pick. <laughs> okay, good. That'd be great. Right. The West is a is a tough one for me. I I want to say Rams again. But I think, I think somehow Shanahan just works his magic here. Like I, I hear Colin Cowherd talk about how nobody believes in Trey Lance and this, that, and the other thing. But somehow, some way, Shanahan works his magic. I think the 49ers jump up and take the NFC West. I just do. I think it's between the Rams and them. I don't think Arizona's ever going to win it. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, Seattle's in a rebuild. Uh, give me the Niners. I think the Niners are going to take the, the NFC West. Year after year, NFL preview after NFL preview show, we do. This division drives me insane. Last year, my hot take was that the Rams would miss the postseason. How'd that go, guys? They won the Super Bowl. Great. Uh, yeah, Arizona, same thing. thought they wouldn't do well. They were the best team in the NFL for the first 10 games of the season. Yeah, but how'd that work out for them? Yeah, they got bumped in the wild card round. And then San Francisco, I think Trey Lance stinks. You guys played less than 15 games at the FCS level. And I can't tell you he's going to be a great quarterback. Statistically, might be awesome. I would take the Rams to win the division if Stafford's healthy, which at this taping, he seems to be okay. And then it's between Arizona and San Fran. And I trust Shanahan and that team over Arizona. So because of how competitive and, you know, Seattle's likely going to be terrible, but Seattle's always with Pete Carroll had success in that division. So I would take LA as the winner in San Fran, but that Arizona team is going to probably be good again through September and October. And Kyler Murray is still not going to watch film. I don't know if the Rams make the playoffs. Not this year. I'm going to go. Uh, I mean, my wild cards are going to be the Vikings, the Saints, and the Eagles. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Hang on. Let's let's do the playoff teams from each conference. Yeah. But before we give our playoff teams from each conference, let's tell you about our friends over at Johnstone Supply and Show. All right. Shout out to our guy, George, man. Big football fan. All the guys in there, man, love talking football. From Kevin, Fish, everybody, man, this fall, stop in 6th Avenue. Say hello. Give him a shout out. Give him some love when you're working on those projects. You're looking for tools. Levac was talking about grabbing a ladder for himself. All those things that you just need to make sure that you have set for your house and your home. AC unit for next summer. Boiler, furnace, what's ever going on. These are the guys to call. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. We love having these guys as partners with us because they've been helping people across the capital region and upstate New York for decades. And when you have a business like that, that's been successful decade after decade, founded in Troy and continues to crush it. We're so happy that they got our backs and now they have yours as well. Check them out on Facebook, Johnstone Supply NY and do this for us. If you like one of our picks, you go back later this season. He took one of our selections. Give him some love. Hey, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Thanks for that pick. We're putting money in our pockets right now because these guys love acting guys. Johnstone Supply in Troy. One more time for the number. Need something. Share it with your cousins, your friends, and more. If you got home issues, 518-272-5922. All right, your playoff teams. You started your NFC list. I think I cut you off halfway through. So Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Niners. Then my wild card are the Vikings, Saints, and Eagles. Okay. That's it. That's what, so that's what I'm doing. My division winners are Philadelphia, Green Bay, LA. In Tampa, my wild card teams are San Francisco, Minnesota, and my goodness, this one drives me nuts. 
I want to, I want to be so bold and take Carolina over Dallas. I want to be that bold. Do uh, it. Don't be a wuss. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm taking Carolina over okay. Dallas. You know what, right. Dallas? You had your chance the last three years. You blew it for me. I'm taking the Panthers as my long shot in the NFC playoff picture. In the uh, AFC, I get the Bills, Browns, Jags, and Raiders winning their divisions. And then I've got the Ravens, Chiefs, and Chargers in my wild cards. So for me, for my division winners, I have the Bills, the Colts, the Ravens, and the Raiders. For my playoff teams, I have the Chargers. I have the Titans. And this final playoff spot will come down to a... I went so deep into this. The final playoff spot comes down to a Christmas Eve game between the Bengals and the Patriots. Whoever (laughs) wins that game will be my playoff team. At this moment, I will take New England. So New England gets that other spot, and it comes down to Christmas Eve. Then we do it. Just do the Super Bowl? How do you want to do this? I say we do the conference title games. So one team, uh, the two teams that face off the conference title games in the AFC and the NFC, and then our Super Bowl pick and what team we think wins it all this year. So AFC title game. Who do you have facing off for that matchup? I get the Bills beating the Chargers. Bills over Chargers. Okay. My AFC title game, I have the Bills as well. I have them playing the Baltimore Ravens. And I have the Ravens over the Bills coming out of the AFC. All right. All right. Who do you got on your NFC side? I got the Cowboys over the Niners. Going old school. Ooh, Cowboys they, beat the Niners in the in the uh, NFC Championship. I actually kind of want to go the other way around, but I think Dak. I think Dak gets on one this year. I think CD Lamb has a hell of a year. I think that running game works. Defense plays better because well, Dan Quinn runs the defense, so it's not that turd McCarthy. Um, so I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Cowboys over Niners. All right, I have to explain mine a little bit here because it's gonna sound really confusing. How and I, you know what? I think my answer and your answer match, and maybe this will make more sense for why we both believe in the NFC East this season. So because the ways in which these competitive divisions, the West, the North, the South, now that it's a seven-team NFL playoff, the best team in Tennessee might be an example of this from last season. You could make a really good case that even though Tennessee was the top seed, they may have not been the best team, but that benefits from schedule strength and teams you play. So I believe the Eagles are going to have the most wins out of the NFC this year. So because teams like the Niners and Rams and Bucks and Vikings and Packers are all going to likely have a bad matchup in that opening wild card round, Philly benefits. So I have the Philadelphia Eagles over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a rematch from the wild card last year. Big man Jordan Davis just bulls into Tom Brady. He can't move, pressure up the middle. I've got the Philadelphia Eagles, just like you do, Levac, an NFC East team going to the Super Bowl in Arizona. So my Super Bowl is Eagles, Ravens, and you've got Bills, Cowboys. A little revenge. A little revenge tour. Two of the four falls finally avenged. Super Bowl 27 and 28, you no longer matter. You've been erased because the Buffalo Bills circle the wagons and finally, finally hoist Lombardi's trophy. Oh, man. I so badly want to make sure Godzilla Media is in Arizona. The wheels are turning, as you know. There's certain details I can't really release about it quite yet. I got to keep under wraps as 
Don't worry. By the time NFL kickoff is scheduled and the Bills and Rams get ready, we'll have more details of why this is going to be a very interesting radio row this year. That's a nice little tease. So you've got the Bills breaking the curse, ending it in Arizona this year. Hopefully, Levac is on hole 16 with the Bills Mafia out in Glendale. Oh, that going might be wild the final again. score, 28-27, just because. That way it references, references the two games they lost. Love it. I've got your daughter, your nephew. I've got the Baltimore Ravens, 28-14 to 14 over the Philadelphia Eagles. John Harbaugh has the conversation of being one of the great coaches of the NFL in the last 25 years. Lamar Jackson shows up to Baltimore a la Joe Flacco and says, give me all the money. Wins a Super Bowl championship. <laughs> Baltimore is my Super Bowl champions this year. I'm taking the Ravens. Well, that's who I'm drinking with right now is that nephew. So I'm sure he's happy. Um, man, I, I would be okay with that. I, I would. It's It just shows you what a Raiders fan I am that I can't even put them in the championship game. <laughs> I think they've got all the talent they need and they won't get there. Uh, uh, man. Let, let's keep – let's think about this. I know we mentioned a few bets. If there's anything else that jumps out to you, whether it's like how a strategy you would bet, if it's, if it's week one – Week two, some like advice for betting the upcoming football season. But before we do that, I want to give love to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. You guys just heard our Super Bowl picks, who's winning the rings, and how you can catch some tickets this year. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, we hope that's the spot. Route 50, the shops of Wilton. When you hit that big parlay or you hit those future wagers, you take care of the missus, the fiance, the wife, the girlfriend, whatever she may be in your life. We hope. That's our biggest request, that if you win some money from us, you have both the great sponsors that make this show possible. Shout out to Alyssa and David and the whole crew there that's been helping people across the Capital Region. I know from experience, I'd lift up and show my engagement ring, but I'm holding my microphone right now, and I'd probably break this whole setup. But trust me, it's there. Route 50, the shops of Wilton, they want to help you find exactly what she's looking for. Anniversaries, holidays, birthdays, guys, I know how it is when you're in the relationship. You try and making sure that she gets something she may have never seen before. Listen, David will help you find it. Route 50, the shops of Wilton. We're talking about rings and championships and more. They're going to have you getting compliments for years to come. Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Make sure you stop in. Levac and Gaz. That's how you heard it right here. Gazzilla Media. You know, I, I haven't really dove into this season, the regular season yet. You know, I'm kind of trying to pay attention to some of this stuff that's going on right now. But I think, I think what we're learning about pro football in the preseason now is your really good teams aren't going to play their veterans. Like they're just not, you're not going to see Derek Carr. You're not going to see Tom Brady. You're actually, we're going to start televising these joint practices. If you want to see these guys work out, because it's the only time you're going to see them, but keep an eye on that. Probably we get through a couple of our fancy drafts. I'll be able to look at week one and really know who I like. I'm always looking for mismatches. If they, if you look at a game and you're like, God, the bills should be a seven point favorite. And they're only a two point favorite. You got to bet against the Bills. Doesn't matter if you like them or not. Bet with your wallet. Don't bet with your heart. Like so, yeah. Opening game Thursday, you're gonna have Bills at at Rams. Bills should be what a two and a half, three point favorite in that. Yep. So we'll, you know, if that number is egregiously one way or the other, they're trying to make you do something. Do the opposite. Love that advice. I got three pieces of advice, and one you kind of led me into perfectly. Something I've learned from you over the last few years about wagering on certain games. And when it comes to something, how the line is set up. If you are a football fan and you follow the teams and you see a line that doesn't make sense, you're like, ooh, that seems weird. That seems strange. You're probably on to something. Like, if it feels like, wait a second, hang on. Why is that huge favorite not favored by as much as I think? 
yeah, Vegas, AC, New York, the odds makers are trying to get you to bet on that team. So be very careful. Don't take the bait. Have some good instincts if a line doesn't make sense to you. And if anything, it's okay to say pass. You know what? That stinks so much. I'm running away from it. Don't <laughs> get... Look, they are a two and a half point favorite. Look, look at that. Don't get bit by divisional dogs. And what I mean by that is, let's say, we'll use LeVac's example here, the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Let's say Jacksonville and Tennessee are playing a game. I would always lean towards the underdog in a divisional game because they know each other. They play each other twice in a season. The staffs are familiar. So when you see a game, like let's say, for instance, Tennessee would be favored by like, I don't know, seven and a half against Jacksonville. I would always take the dog in a divisional game because people who don't follow those divisions is enough. They don't realize that uh, if you're a fantasy football player, this is going to sound very lame and you can boo me if you want. But if you love those pre, if you love those preseason bets of over under McCaffrey total yards or Dalvin Cook, the, the player doesn't matter. I would never touch those. Like, I will never do a fantasy preseason wager because the answer is always under. Like, why would you not always take the under just thinking they might get hurt? Which is, that's where the boo. Boo! Oh, gosh, boo! Two injuries again, boo! right? But for real, like, why would you ever take an over in a fantasy play if there's the potential of them hitting an under? So if you want to be a scumbag and take 15 unders, you might go 65% thinking a couple of those guys <laughs> might get hurt. So if you ever want to play fantasy preseason over-unders, take all the unders and see how much it pays you for. And the best piece of advice, I will offer this forever. We give more credit to our guy, Harbor Side Hell. Let's say you like LeVac's bet, okay? Let's say you love the Bills taking down the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Remember, if you're going to bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl, best piece of advice we can offer, bet them to win the AFC, bet them to make the playoffs. Do not leave that money on the ground. They cannot win the Super Bowl unless they make the playoffs and win the AFC. So if you are going to place the Super Bowl bet, do all three of those bets because if they don't make the Super Bowl, you still might cash two tickets. Best advice. If same for me for the Ravens. I'm going to bet the Ravens to make the playoffs, which won't pay as much. The Ravens to win the AFC and then to win the Super Bowl. Do not do those bets without leaving that money on the table. Get that money. All right, I'm going to go get that drink. I'm out of here. All right, dude. All right, I'll Enjoy see you when I get back. Catch you later. Later. Oh, hey, I got advice for you, too. Yes. Bet on the Raiders. You're going to win a lot this year. That's what I feel. Or not. I could be drunk. You never know.